Hello and welcome to the Heroin TV Podcast. Today is Saturday, August uh, 24th, and today I have with me my mom, Linda, and my sister, Paulina. Uh, we're doing a little family podcast. We just watched the Dawson's Creek finale, and uh, the series finale, and it was a rewatch for my mom and I, but for Paulina, she's never really seen much other than the first season, so we're getting some uh, varied perspectives here. So uh, first, let me go ahead and introduce my guests. Hello, Mom. Hi. It's fun to be here. And I have Paulina here. Hi. Okay. And Paulina has been on the podcast before when uh, we had done, what did we record? Like something about the lying game or Pretty Little Liars? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so this is going to be fun. The Dawson's Creek finale... Uh, was a two-part episode, all good things, dot, 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 must come to an end. Uh, and Kevin Williamson came back to the series after he'd been gone for a while to to write the finale. Um, he co-wrote it with another writer. And uh, it begins with the fake Dawson's Creek, the oh, creek, yeah. right, with Colby and Sam and Petey, who are stand-ins for our... Uh, our love triangle. So what was your reaction, Mom, to watching it again after all these years and how it starts off? Uh, well, it was really emotional. I, I mean, I don't know if the way it started off was emotional, but um, first I was, like, confused. I was wondering, like, oh, whose wedding are they going to? And I couldn't remember right off the bat whose wedding they were going to. I was like, oh, my God, who's getting married? Who's getting married? And then... Um, you know, I don't know, but but after watching it, it was very emotional for me. Yeah, yeah, she was crying. Uh, there was a couple the times <laughs> the whole time. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Paulina was sitting with her, by her on the couch, so she would know. Um, but there were a couple times where I would look over. And she was doing this like silent sob. <laughs> yeah, the whole couch was shaking. No, it was shaking. I just I didn't even have to look at you. I just had to feel the couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when the first time I saw her crying was when um, Pacey sees Joey for the first time. She walks by with the umbrella, like in the rain, and he sees her, and he has this yeah. look on his face of longing. And that was when yeah. she well, <laughs> that. That was the first time I cried a little bit more heavily. <laughs> the first time my eyes totally watered was when Dawson saw her at the gas station. Oh. I did I did tear up, but oh. I didn't get really emotional. She didn't shake the couch. Yeah. It was just like a 2.1 on the Richter scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I'll kind of like we'll kind of go through the the episode and and what happened and our thoughts on it. Um, you know, like like I mentioned, there's this there's this TV show about their lives, The Creek, um, that Joey is watching from her couch. She lives in an apartment now in New York. She has a new boyfriend. Um, it's Elton from Clueless, um, who even though I've seen him a million things and I even watch him on a show called Suburgatory, I still call him Elton from Clueless. Uh, and it's like Dawson basically made his life into a TV show. Um, then we see Jack and Deputy Doug living in Cape Side and find out they're dating. And Doug is now a sheriff. And 
We see Pacey at the ice house. He now owns it. And uh, he's having an affair with an older woman again. Mm-hmm. Happening again. And she's married. And she's married. Bad, bad Pacey. And uh, Jack's a school teacher at the school. And it was a nice callback to when Jack was shamed by that terrible teacher. Remember there was that terrible mm-hmm. teacher? And then this time... Um, he's teaching these kids about poetry and Walt Whitman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Um, and we learned that Doug is in the closet. Like, so that's a strain on his relationship with Jack. Um, and then Joey finds an engagement ring in her boyfriend's drawer. So then she freaks out and goes to Cape Side. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what did you think about that whole relationship with her and this new boy. Well, it you know it looked it looked promising a little bit. You know, in the beginning when I was watching, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess this could work. You know, it's kind of sad that she didn't get with Pacey because I really you know wanted had wanted her to get with Pacey. So, but I but it still looked you know kind of healthy. You know, it seemed like it was, yeah, it was okay. But then. Um, you know, she had a choice of going to some to, to a wedding that we didn't know who the wedding was for. Or going yeah, they were like tricking this, us, making yeah, it, keeping yeah. it a secret. Yeah. <laughs> or to go on this uh, weekend trip with her with her boyfriend. But um, when once she saw the uh, the engagement ring, then she freaked out and decided to go to the wedding instead. So that's how she got out of it. But uh, there was a really great line that I wrote down from uh, Graham's, and um, she said, "If the idea." of marrying him makes you want to run and go screaming in the other direction, then it's probably a good indication that he is not the one for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and for everybody listening, my mom has a notebook. She's written a bunch of notes in it. I wrote, I typed up my notes as well, so we've got notes here, okay? This is like a very intensive viewing thing. We're writing down quotes, like we're getting into it. (laughs) I don't have any notes. Yeah, poor Pelina. So, Pelina, as as a total newcomer, I mean, you've seen a few episodes in the first season. Um, you know, what was your reaction other than who are these people? Yeah, at the very beginning when they had, like, the TV show, the TV show was on, I was so confused. I was like, who's that? I thought, <laughs> who are these people? And then I found out it was about the TV show. But, yeah, I was just really confused. Yeah. <laughs> really confused. Really yeah, and um, another really good another good quote. When <laughs> oh, sorry about about Joe, Joey and the relationship with this other guy um, was that when they asked her, "Well, so what's going on with you and this New York boyfriend?" and she said, "Well, we're at a moment when it's either is or isn't." Right. So. Yeah, because he asked if it's he asked her if it's serious, and she's like, "Well, we're at that moment where she has to just she has to decide whether it's going to be serious or not." Um, and and it was it was nice to kind of just see the reunion between all these people because the premise of this episode is years have gone by and they they don't all see each other that much anymore. So it was a lot of like them coming together and having these reminiscing, which is funny because the whole show is such a nostalgia fueled show. Like they're always contemplating yesterday. Like it, there's like. It's built into the show that they're always nostalgic about everything, even when they're with each other every day. Then they're always, oh, remember when things were simple? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's all, there's all this, like, they're mm-hmm. so self-aware. It's, like, so, that's where all, like, there's so much meta in the show, you know? 
because they're like beyond self-aware they're like the next level of self-aware mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah we find out that it's dawson's mom's wedding she um she's getting remarried um you know her husband died from the ice cream Remember that? What? <laughs> is uh, nice? He dropped his ice cream while he was driving. There's Are you serious? <laughs> That's yeah. who they killed him? I thought he got sick. No. Oh, oh God. Car accident. Oh, wow. He had an ice. He dropped his ice cream cone and then oh, crashed wow. his car. Yeah. Like, yeah. That actually happened. I don't think oh, it. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, so she's she's gonna be happy, and Dawson's sister is is older now because she was like a baby in the in the episode that we saw before that. Um, and it, she makes some reference about Annie Hall. So clearly she like likes movies like her brother. Um, and then like Dawson's room is exactly how we left it. It's like a museum to him. It's got all the movie posters on the wall and everything. And, um, let's see. Um, I, I, I actually, one thing that surprised me in my rewatch is that I cared a lot more about, Jack and Doug in it than I had before and I think before it was so jarring because I've been watching the series the whole way through and Doug wasn't even around and then all of a sudden Jack ends up with Doug and like we haven't seen Doug in years so for me when I was like first watching it it was jarring and I didn't really get as invested in it since I didn't know Doug but now watching it I was like there was some really good stuff between Jack and Doug in this episode I really liked it Mm -hmm. so it was like a nice choice to give him that that happy ending with you know but also of course it was angsty and complicated too oh and the other thing is they have all these there's all these hints to Jen's being sick which she has these pills and they're trying to trick us into thinking Grams is dying like oh poor Grams is sick and everybody's like you know concerned about her health but really she's just covering because Jen really is sick um Let's see. Oh, Joey climbed back up Dawson's window again. Um, and one thing I noticed was in the back of the scene, there was a new poster I hadn't seen before called The Dying Kiss, oh. which was perhaps a foreshadowing of Jen's yeah. death. I mean, maybe maybe that poster was there before, but I don't remember it. But yeah, Joey and Dawson basically like reenacting season one of Dawson's Creek and spending the night together and everything. Um... What, what did you think about that decision to like just relive all that? I, my my initial gut reaction was like, give me a break. That's ridiculous. I couldn't believe that he was going to ask her to sleep, you know, to let her sleep there, or, you know, carry that on. But I mean, I guess in retrospect, I can see it now. But I just my initial gut reaction was just very like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Pacey gets confronted by uh, Mr. Allen, the husband of the woman he's sleeping with because she's married. And what was really funny is Paulina, not having seen the show, she was, like, reacting like, oh, my God, he's going to die. They're going to kill him. Yeah. Like, she, cause I was, like, thinking in my head, like, this is an angel. People don't just like that. <laughs> People do die from ice cream cones, but they don't just <laughs> die from getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, I was really scared. Mm. I was scared. <laughs> It was very ominous and, and then menacing. it was just over at the end. The next day, he was just fine the next day. Well, oh, yeah. He had sunglasses on to, yeah. to hide some But everyone eyes, saw his they, face they and no one said bad. anything at all. They're like, oh, how are you? How's your life? It kind of makes you feel like uh, Pacey getting beat up wasn't too surprising to anybody. Yeah. Nobody's really. It was weird. Nobody's really concerned. <laughs> 
Um, what do you have next in your notes? Um, just that Dawson's mom had a had a great line when um, when it was the wedding day. He was inside the the house, you know, sweating, um, pouring over his notes on the computer and trying to write something for his show. And he was like all stressed out and everything. And she's she told him, "I think you'd rather be in here with your imaginary friends than you would out there with your <laughs> yeah. real friends." So, yeah, which is totally true. And to be honest. That's a criticism I would have of Dawson all the way through the series. He's always imagining what ideally things should be, and his um, and he's like trying to make a movie of his life already in the first season. You know, like mm-hmm. he's always he's more concerned with telling the story than actually living it mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And he has these like idealized notions of what things should be, and rather than the actual reality. And and so it was nice at the end of the episode at some point he's like after Jen's death and I'm cutting ahead here he says something like my life is finally real he makes a line like that and it's like oh thankfully finally Dawson you're gonna live the, in the real world um, it was interesting for them yeah. to address that yeah his mom gives him some wisdom and she's, she tells him you're the writer you get to write the future you know like right now get out there and write your own future like don't mm-hmm. sit in here and you know what, yeah. ruin it <laughs> or waste it or lose it or you know, miss your miss your opportunity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cheesy. I mean, the whole the whole episode is you know basically conversations, which is very typical of the show. It's a very conversational show. Everybody's always having these you know powerful moments or whatever. But um, but the, the quotes were really good. Like there was the one the other quote was um, dr- that Joey says to Dawson when they're having their like sleepover. Dreams aren't perfect, Dawson. They come true, not free. <laughs> Which apparently is a famous quote, but I don't know who it's by. Um, but there are just all of these... Um, and, and also, Dawson has a dream of marrying Joey. And I wonder yeah. if some fans thought that it was real. You know, when they were first watching it, like if they saw that wedding. Mm-hmm. Because they're totally... And, and in their vows, <laughs> in the dream he's having... So after they fall asleep together in his bed, um, just like old times... He has the dream, and they recite their entire relationship history in their vows. It's so ridiculous. Especially because I wasn't there for some of it. Like, I didn't know that all that stuff happened. And so it was just like, oh. Well, yeah. I, could, I could play that scene for my students to show them how to, you know, keep things succinct, to recap something very succinctly, you know, get all the main, the main ideas without... Elaborating, elaborating on every single supporting detail, but just, you know, so they did a really good job. Yeah. And it was funny, too. I mean, honestly, it kind of makes me feel like you could watch the pilot of Dawson's Creek and then the series finale yeah. and know the whole story. Yeah. You could absolutely do that. You could watch the pilot, then then the series finale, and know everything that happened to yeah. these people. Because they talk, that's all they talk about is what yeah. happened to yeah. each other. That's so true. <laughs> and, um... Oh, and then at the wedding, okay, so at the wedding, Pacey shows up with his bloody bloody face and nobody notices, um, <laughs> and then they get, Joey and Pacey have a dance, um, and then Jen cuts in, then Dawson and Joey dance, and they're, they're really, I mean, the show is really dancing around the idea of, like, who she's going to end up with, like, they're trying to lead you one way, then the other, like, you really don't know what's going to happen, um, but then there was a great moment that I loved where, um... Uh, Virginia Madsen's character comes up, the one he's having the affair with, and she's trying to, like, get his attention. So, to make a point, he kisses Joey, does, like, a movie star kiss um, in front of everybody. And it's like, oh, I love that. Um, 
but like I remember the first time I watched it, I didn't know how it was end, how it was going to end. So I was like on the edge of my seat, like, come on, we need to like find out who she's going to end up with. Um, but and actually, on my blog, I have I did this post a couple years ago about the series, and it's one of my most uh, highest trafficked. Um, posts, but one of the biggest search terms that leads people to to that post and to my blog is about the ending of Dawson's Creek. There are a lot of people that are still hung up on this ending. That why didn't Joey end up with pay, um, sorry, why didn't Joey end up with Dawson? Like people every day search my blog, search the internet and find my blog about it because of that search term. <laughs> like they just want to know that, or they'll say explain the Dawson's Creek ending. Like people are very they don't want to let it go. <laughs> And, uh, okay, then Jen collapses. Talk a little bit about Jen, about Jen in the hospital, Mom. Um, well, she, she says a lot of deep things. Like, she gets really, you know, philosophical, and she's... Because she knows <clears throat> that this might be the last thing that she's going to say to each one of these, these deep, you know, dear friends of hers. So, like, um, she says some really, really deep and good things. Like, well, one thing she says, she says is that... Um, well, one thing she tells... Um, Joey, that the that one of the problems that Joey has that she's noticed is that she jumps in with her heart and then jumps out with her heart with her head. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is what probably a lot of us do as well sometimes, and that's what messes up relationships. You know, you jump in with your heart and then you jump out with your with your head. And so I thought that was kind of profound. Um, then she she made a um, video t- for her daughter. So Dawson took her out on the wheelchair outside with this beautiful scenery in the back and then mm-hmm. she made this video for her daughter so when her daughter got older she could watch it and it was very you know full of all the wisdom and philosophy mm-hmm. what do you think was this what was the saddest uh, of all the the jen is dying moments because they really prolong all her last moments with all these people what do you think was the was the best moment of all those of her interactions do you have an answer, Paulina? Well, I think that the saddest one was when she was doing the the video for her daughter. That's mm-hmm. the only time I actually got teary-eyed. Mm-hmm. Aw. But, well, and they put it with the Sarah McLaughlin music. and Yeah. Like, oh, just, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I can't remember the... Um, it was also really sad when she asked Jack to um, get up oh, in yeah. the bed with her, you know? Oh, like, oh, I mean, they're, you know, they're just, like, best friends. There's no, there's no, um, there's no confusion about that. They're just best friends, but still... But she wanted him to climb up in the bed with him, with her, and just kind of yeah. cuddle. And so that was really heartbreaking. And and that was why my mom said, I'm not going to record this stupid podcast, and I'm not going to watch this again. Yeah. <laughs> she was very stomped out of the room. <laughs> I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah, yeah the, the Jack and Jen stuff was the most emotional, like, between them. But but she got some great moments with everybody. Like, the stuff with Pacey was really good, too. Like, oh, it was all very good. And I liked mm-hmm. this, the thing with her and her and Joey where they're really, like, yeah, having their like girl talk. And they and they'd never, you know, they'd been uneasy friends. You know, it took them, those two characters, a while to really, um, you know, become friends. And... Like, there was a certain point where I think she and Andy, Jen, Andy, and Joey kind of, like, teamed up and realized, you know, our only friends are guys. Like, maybe we should be friends with each other. Like, they kind of, like, had to, like, finally, like, face the fact that because none of them liked each other, they didn't really have any girlfriends. And then they all had to kind of 
Yeah, I kept telling Lucia that I don't really like Jen. Well, Lucia had already watched the whole thing like a, a few times. You know, I was watching it for my first time, and I just, I just didn't see why Lucia liked Jen so much because I just really didn't like her very much for like a while. And then when Abby died, mm-hmm. and Jen got up to the pulpit in the church and talked, that's when I fell in love with Jen. Mm-hmm. I that was no, one of my very really favorite like. gemos, and I didn't like Jen at first either. And honestly, it took me way longer than that for me to like her. But now when I go back, I like her because I've seen her whole journey. But Jen was a, was a tough character to like, um, and it really does take a while. And Michelle Williams in this finale, I thought her acting was really um, really amazing. Like she really has she grew the most as an actress across Mm -hmm. the series and you know now she's like Oscar nominated and everything she goes to all the award shows and everything but this finale was probably some of her best work it was like really the 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 best thing um the really hard one was when she's I think she was talking to Jack and she's like I'm just so mad like I don't want to leave like she doesn't want to leave her daughter like even though there's all this stuff where she's acting like you're thinking oh she's come to peace with it but I liked that they still made her be like a fighter and like not she doesn't want to die she doesn't want to leave her daughter but she's just trying to make the best of a horrible situation and when she like does that like that was really good Michelle Williams like she should have got an Emmy for that that was good mm-hmm. <laughs> um and let's see what else do you have in your notes um when when Andy and Pacey talk oh yeah <coughs> yeah and and uh, side note, nobody has ever been as annoyed with a television character as my mom is with Andy. Like, the whole time she's watching Dawson's Creek, she was like, ah, Andy! <laughs> she's like, so annoyed with her. <laughs> she hated Andy. But this was a really good use of bringing Andy back. Um, I thought her scene with Pacey was really good. Um, and I'm glad that, like, she's happy and well-adjusted now. She's, like, a she's training to be a doctor. She's a resident. And... So I'm happy that Andy got, like, some peace because, you know. Yeah, and the quote that I wrote down from about that Andy said to Pacey was, uh, it's not about getting it right. It's about knowing when it's wrong and doing something about it. Yeah. Which, if you, look, if you think about that for a few minutes, it might not seem profound or deep, but if you think about it a little bit further, it is profound. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about cooking something or following a recipe right talking about (laughs) you know those things you want to get right or writing a paper you want to get that right at the beginning and get your Mm -hmm. get your grade follow the rubric but when it's life and love and relationships there's Mm -hmm. not really easy blueprint to follow Mm -hmm. and if you're in a relationship and you could be in a long-term relationship and you think like, oh, you're doing everything right, 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 and all these things you're doing, and but then it somehow it's not right if you if it doesn't feel right. If something, you know, you you have to know when it's wrong, and then you have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just right and wrong; it's having having courage. So courage is is more important than being right. And so is happiness is more important than being right. Right isn't all that in the bag of chips, right? Mm-hmm. Right can really screw you up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, with Casey as a character, he's always been so, um, he's always been so, um, 
limited by his self-esteem issues. Like, he's just always, he's never thought he could amount to anything. And I think he always feels like, oh, I wish I could do things right, you know. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. Andy was kind of pointing out, there's another way to look at it. Like, you can... Um, Grow. Yeah, and I think also there was a kind of a, a similar conversation that he has with Joey later, which we'll get into, um, where, you know, she kind of points that out as well. But um, before we get into that, there's a, one other scene. I don't think we talked enough about it. Um, when Jen actually asks, or, or sorry, when Jack volunteers to take oh, care of the yeah. baby oh, yeah. um, who's a girl <laughs> named yeah. Amy we were just having an argument during the episode <laughs> it was a boy or a girl um, but when he says like I want her I want her like Jack is going to take care of Amy it was that was when I really got emotional <laughs> yeah. yeah I got really emotional of that like ugh, yeah and, and there was a lot of talk about um about soulmates in this show. Oh my yeah. god, they, they gave reference to that a lot. And the interesting thing about the soulmates in this particular show was that it wasn't your, um, you know, what, what your stereotypical it wasn't your romantic love. It was yeah. your yeah, like so. Jack's Jack's um, soulmate soulmate was Jen. Is, he he professes that to Jen, and Jen totally cries when he says that. And then also Joey tells Pacey. And also, eventually, Dawson, Dawson that tells. her soulmate is Dawson. Right. But even though that's her soulmate, that's not who she wants to marry. That's not who she is in love with and, you know, the and the kind of love where she wants to marry and spend the rest right. of her life with it. It's just that they have this inextricable, you know, relationship, right. you know, kind of a connection, you know. Right. So that was Yeah. So I think that's a nice way to look at soulmates as not necessarily being romantic. Um, and it's nice, too, because it also kind of allows the writers to have their cake and eat it, too, because you can say Joey and Dawson are soulmates, but Joey and Pacey ended up together, yeah. and so you can kind of have both ways, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, it, and I, which I think works fine, um, although I think in some ways the Dawson-Joey relationship is very unhealthy, but I think they stepped back for... I think there were years in the series where... I felt like it was a very unhealthy relationship, but then in this finale, they go kind of go back to the purity and the good aspect of it, and they make it seem like a good thing. Whereas sometimes during the series, I felt like they were really destructive hmm. in terms of their relationship because they were so codependent that hmm. it was like bad for both of them. But I think in the finale, they left things very hopeful in a good way. They they didn't go the dark way. I mean, they could have gone a different way, but it's funny too because I went. Um, uh, Kevin Williamson was asked about this at Paley, at Paley Fest a few years ago for the Vampire Diary. Somebody asked him about why, about why, um, why she ended up with Pacey and not Dawson. Um, there was a Dawson fan in the in the audience, and he was like, "Well, Joey," he said, "Joey and." Dawson are soulmates, so they'll always be together. But she's sleeping with Pacey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, could, seriously, there's no way that Pacey could sleep next to Joey and not, you know, touch her, have her in her his arms and stuff like that. They're Dawson good. could just be flop like a rat lying there, and he's just totally fine with the you know the love of his life or whatever next to him, and does nothing about it. Pacey has, you know, cojones. You know, Pacey has passion. And, you know, that passion is very important 
for a relationship that right. when you're going to be married. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So there's, yeah, exactly. I feel like the Dawson and Joey relationship was always very, um, they were, it was like stuck in childhood. They were never quite, they were not quite adults with each other. They were never, they were never, they were always kind of, it was just kind of, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the word is. But anyways, so yeah, so that, um, we're all happy with how it ended uh, in that way, I think. Um, the the Dawson, or sorry, the Joey and Pacey stuff, let's discuss that. <laughs> how they were having their beautiful speech and then they keep getting yeah. interrupted by the entire party. <laughs> yeah, that was just so silly. And then also, they were going to reveal it again. Joy was going to reveal it to what's the oh to Joey to to Jen to Jen yeah. And then the guy comes in. One of the people comes in and interrupts them, and then they never finish it. Did Jen even get to know? (laughs) No, she died. I hope she knows. She was like, "This is my dying wish," and then she never gets told. (laughs) I mean, not on the screen. Maybe she did. Poor Jen. Yeah, that was kind of like a you know, not a metaphor or how how would you call it? That was like. Symbolic the, of, of just how the whole entire all the seasons went, the whole all the seasons. But we had it all, you know, con, a con, it was condensed to mm-hmm. see how the whole entire thing. How many seasons yeah. were there? Six, six seasons. So this is how the six seasons or went over, the, over these interruptions. <laughs> one interruption could be one whole episode, but in the in the season finale, it was like you would have like a a one minute scene with like four interruptions. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it was also because I think they were really stringing us along in that finale. They didn't want to reveal too soon. And I read on this, I read in an interview on um, TeenDramaHorror.com. Um, there was an interview with Paul Stupin, who's one of the executive producers. And according to him, and I don't know if this is how Kevin Williamson felt, but um, according to him, they didn't know how they were going to end it, which one she was going to end up with, until really the final moments, they kept on changing their minds, and they were going back and forth. And so that was kind of reflective of the even the producers and the writers not being able to decide how she was going to end up. But I liked the thing that she said. I liked what Joey said where she says... I've, it's never been about who I would choose. Like, I've always known all along who I wanted to be with, but it's about making a decision with myself, like being brave enough to actually face it. And so I think, one, that makes her a more sympathetic and likable character to put us through this for all these years <laughs> because yeah. she has known. And I think also then that strengthens her bond with Pacey that, even though she's been this soulmate with Dawson all the time, it's all they talk about, that she has always known for a long time that she and Pacey were the ones, that Pacey was who she wanted to be with. She just couldn't face it, you know, mm-hmm. for some reason. But, yeah. <sighs> so, Paulina, after seeing this episode, like, do you feel like you want to go back and watch the episodes at all? And also, second question, who was your favorite characters? Who were your favorite characters? Um, some of the things made me want to go back, and then, but then they killed Jen, so that made me not want to go back. Because <laughs> well, they did all the other ones. I know, but it's just weird to get, know that she's going to die. Mm. Well, when I watched the last one, I didn't really get to know Jack that much, but I really liked him. Yeah, I think he's, he's the best. my favorite one, mm-hmm. even though I didn't really 
<laughs> See how yeah. except for this episode. But good I choice, Paleena. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. And then I, when I watched it, I didn't like Jen either because I never saw her get to be good. Right. So I didn't really like her. But then she was good in this one. Mm-hmm. Because well, she died, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that um, Pacey says something kind of profound, too, near the end. He goes over and talks to his brother, and he tells Doug to go um, go over and talk to... Um, What's his name? Jack. To Jack. To Jack. Because, you know, they're kind of broken up at this point and go just go over there and talk to him, man. Like go talk to him and then the and then Doug's like, No, now's not the time and this is just right after Jen's death. Like the day. Yeah, they're the day like or at two the after. wake, I think. Yeah, they're actually <laughs> at the wake. And so so we had to stop and rewind it to see what, what um Pacey said because we knew it was something good but we couldn't understand it. And so he said, uh, well, uh, just remember that that saying is not worth too much today. You know, right. that saying is not worth too much today. In other words, you know, and all of us have, have had probably experienced by now in our life, someone close <clears throat> to us has died. And that's had, had really like a profound effect on us to the point where we really want to, you know, live in the moment, be here now, mm-hmm. seize the day kind of thing. And that's what it had a really strong effect on Pacey, which made him also uh, realize that he needed to go for um, Joey. For Joey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I like that there was, there were some layers there because also Jen had said something to him sim- to similarly like, you know, you're, you're, you're suffering from a case of the, this is it. And guess what? This is it. So make it count. And mm-hmm. so he's kind of feeling like, Oh, well now I really, if that's what it is, I need to go for Joey. But then he also gets told this thi- th- by her, well, he says to Jen later, I, I, I always feel like I'm alive when I'm around her. She's mm-hmm. the, only, it's the only way I way I feel that way. And he goes, well, he goes, sometimes people don't, people underestimate how important that is. And then she says, but people overestimate it too because you can't rely on another person to make you feel that way. That comes from inside. Yeah, it's an inside job. It's an inside job, feeling alive. And so it's like Pacey is, that's what's really been battling, I feel like, with Pacey is because, yes, clearly... Joey is somebody who makes his life better, who he's clearly in love with. But on the other hand, he has such a low opinion of his own self. He has such a poor sense of self that that those have been battling. So that he needed her to feel that way, but never could make himself feel like he was worth it. And so it's almost like those two parts, he becomes aware of kind of both of those aspects. Mm -hmm. The good parts of Joey but also that he needs to do it himself and I think that's what inspires him to make the speech he gives to Joey which was I love you but I don't need you basically. It was like like, I love you but just loving you is enough you're off the hook, you know, you don't need to be with me, like I just want you to know I love you and not expect anything back um and then, but then it turns out she feels the same way, so, you know, they can be together forever. Yay! Um, <laughs> but, like, I love that, that they had that self-awareness that it wasn't just, like, another person completes you, that you also have to do the work yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, any other final thoughts on on it? Mm-hmm. Did you have any different, did you have any different Reaction this time compared to other times. Like, has your opi- has your opinion of the show matured at all or changed over the past couple years? 
I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure it has, um, but I, you know, it definitely didn't lose its emotional value. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I'm, I'm kind of think is always interesting is, you know, I mean, we're like a multi generational uh, group here, uh, and I'm in, I'm in my uh, low, low thirties, very low. <laughs> Very low. And I was very My sister is only 21, Paulina, and then my mom is, you know, very young as well. <laughs> so, but we have these different, these different sort of generational kind of point of views. And so when my mom was watching, one thing that I always enjoy is getting her perspective. It's very different. So one thing she'll always comment on is like, oh, I love all these vocabulary words. I need to show them to my students. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like, what's like your that. biggest takeaway when you look at the series? What do you think? How does it rank with other shows that you love? Well, I mean, it's, it's not realistic that teenagers would talk to each other that way, but I don't care because <laughs> I think it's just, it's just fun because, you know, it's just, it doesn't have to be completely realistic. All the other stuff can be realistic, but it's like if you can, you know, get some good vocabulary in there, I'm always, I'm always good for that because <laughs> I'm a, you know, English reading teacher. But I was actually seriously thinking about rewatching the first season and, fi- season and finding some of you know, some sections of them to play to my class because mm-hmm. they're, they're so full of um, vo- good vocabulary words. The finale didn't have a lot because I was writing them down and there weren't that many in the finale. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was a little more... It was more about the emotions yeah. Um, and, yeah. and all of that. And, and I, I have to say, one thing that has changed for me over the years personally is... When I was first watching it, Dawson drove me crazy. I did not like him at all. Um, but now, um, first of all, he got better as this. He got in the last couple seasons. I started to like him a little bit more because mm-hmm. um, he grew up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also, James Vanderbeek is so delightful. On a, the, he was on this show that's now canceled called um, "Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Oh, yeah, and he played himself. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like oh. a character of himself. Like, he was this, uh. this jerk. But it it was comedic genius. He was so great. Like, I just love James Vanderbeek so much in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything I've seen him in terms of his personality in, like, interviews and stuff like that. It makes me now like Dawson better looking yeah. back. Um, and one thing that was fun in all... They did, like, a montage at the end with, all, with like, a bunch of scenes from throughout the series. And it did have Dawson's cry face. And we all... We all spontaneously laughed at the same time, including Paulina, who's never even seen it, and she just started laughing. So Dawson's yeah. cry face. Yeah. Guaranteed humor maker. Um, so the finale was very montage very, like, reminiscing about our past, but it's kind of funny when you go back and watch the show, that's kind of how the show's always been. It's They've mm-hmm. always been very reminiscent about our past, even yeah. though it's yeah, five yeah. minutes ago. But yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was good. I thought the finale was better than I remembered it. It was, like, all that Doug... All that Doug um, and Jack stuff was yeah. really good, and yeah. and the Jen stuff was really good, and the do- everything. There was just so many great little moments between all the characters. I thought it was. I wish more like shows could have finales like that that are just like. I mean, it's, it's a rare show where it's all really about character and not that much about plot. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to have basically a bunch of conversations isn't going to wrap up a lot of shows, but. In the show like this, all you need are a few conversations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was good. 
Is there any final thoughts before we close off the podcast? No. Good. Okay. Well, th- thank you uh, for joining me, and uh, maybe Paulina and I might record an angel commentary later. Oh yes. Oh yeah, because yes. we've been uh, basically watching Angel for the last uh, three days. That's <laughs> 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 all we do now. So, thank you guys. If you have any feedback, you can email me Lucia at heroinetv.com, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye. God, we're hot chicks with superpowers. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. Comforting. Uh-huh.